Okay, welcome to Podcast 46ers of the Midway. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andy P. With me is Jakey V. Preseason's finally fucking over, so we have other shit to talk about. Yeah, I... We're talking about that shit. Preseason sucks, cock. Go away, preseason. Yeah, here's our preseason talk for the week. The Bears lost by three points. Justin Fields threw six passes. Who fucking cares? Whoop, so whoop. we have actual news to talk about this week which is really exciting and then next week we can do our season predictions and then the season's actually fucking here which i'm i i'm, I'm pretty on the same page with me i'm just so fucking excited for week one to just come come and come and grab me by the ass yeah we also have got this this nice little week of college football coming up because it's, we've got the lull and then we get eased in with all the college football i know there was some college football already on but it was like Navy and Notre Dame was the most interesting fucking game of mm-hmm. the slate. So who fucking really cares about that? The real college football kind of starts this upcoming week. So got that to hold us over. It's that anxiety town. <laughs> it's that weird week zero, which I still don't really understand if it's real or matters or not. Yeah, well, it's because all these teams are basically beating up on dog shit teams that they're paying to beat. But mm. occasionally you'll get a, you'll get something funny like when Marshall beats Notre Dame. Like yeah. Notre Dame last year paid Marshall to come and beat them, <laughs> which was very fun. So ho- that's what you want to root for. I think App State might have done it as well. My uncle was actually a, a professor at App State at one point. So would go App State. They did that last year. Or they did that just in the past. I think I think it was last year. They might have done it in the past as well. I'm I'm not particularly well versed in in the college football landscape. Me either. Irish, but I think App State does have some kind of reputation as being, you know, upsetting people. Was the, I think the James Madison game, and now oh, we're getting off on a tangent. Trey Lance's mortal enemy, James that Madison one, University. <laughs> we'll get into him later. But that one was a another example of how tenuous, how strength, you know, stressful a twenty-eight to three lead is. There's something that's so fun about FCS college football, though, because it's mm-hmm. just like, who cares? These guys are just playing for the love of the game. The, mm-hmm. Most of them have zero shot of making it to the NFL. So it is just fun to watch the fans yeah. getting all worked up. It's fun. I love I love the term Maction. I think that's really funny. The Maction? What, what does that mean? That's the Mac conference. They play, oh. they play on like Tuesdays. It's like NIU. Oh, interesting. I always like I think that's a really funny term because it's also kind of the same idea of... i've heard of the mac before but mm-hmm. i'm pretty know. sure and i use it about it are they yeah so uh former i just know oh about the missouri valley baby represent Dude. missouri valley <laughs> let's go i just catch random games like i have no idea who i'm watching but i'll just be flipping through the, the you know the tv late at night and just find some random college football game That's Dude, my, my the uh, the first game of the season, I think, just happened, or maybe week zero for ISU, Illinois State, Missouri Valley Conference the other day. And Ooh. I didn't even know it was happening, and I just saw Yeah, my, I my know friend. it ever does. That's the best. <laughs> That's what's so good about it is because you, you'll just turn the TV on and be like, please have football on, and then you'll mm. find one of these gems, one of these shitty games is just on, and you can just <laughs> get it. You can just inject some football yeah. into your veins. Who cares who it is? I'm watching oh football. <laughs> I just so I vaguely remember Jordan Lynch 
just to kind of go off of my NIU knowledge and talking about guys who like never make it from these weird college football conferences. Jordan Lynch was a record setting quarterback at NIU, I think for rushing and passing. And he's a fucking You're head football friend, coach dude. at Carmel, which I think I actually heard somebody. Or just I think so. I think Mal Carmel. Okay. Mount yeah. It's a Catholic, okay. Catholic high school, Chicago. Okay. My school might've played them then. I don't know. I think my school was in what East Suburban Catholic Conference. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. We they would get their shit stuffed in by Joliet Catholic all the time. Which one were you in again? Which one? Which high school you I go went, to? I went to Bennett. Okay. Ooh, fans. Yeah. South which Elgin. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. I mean, I think we talked about how you played against or yeah, Saint Vider, but... Cole, Cole Komet, Saint yeah. Vider beat the yeah. shit out of my team. In the NFL tight end, so I I get it. Good times. All right. Well, that's enough. I didn't college. Even watch, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I just heard about it. Yeah. And, you know, I was kind of in. You know, I, we were associated with it. Six degrees of separation. I yeah. basically know Cole Komet. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much best friends with Cole Komet. <laughs> that's my claim to fame. All right. Well, that's enough college football talk. We can get into some Bears news, and the the biggest Bears news I want to talk about from this past week. The first topic I think is the most important and just honestly, I don't, I'm not trying to be sentimental, but I am pretty sentimental about this news and just that Steve McMichael has finally been named as a pro pro football hall of famer finalist. And it feels like there's a pretty good percentage chance that he will finally get in after years of year, years upon years of waiting. Dude, there's no way they're not going to put him in at this point. There would, would be such horrific PR. You cannot do that. He's getting in. Hopefully yeah. he makes it to, to see the enshrinement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He needs looking... that. I mean, he should have been in years ago. I think he's like fourth most sacks all time for a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. And who was it? I, I don't know. I was watching something on NFL Network, and they were talking about Steve McMichael and being in the Hall of Fame. and. I think it was Brian Baldinger said that Steve McMichael gave him more problems than Howie Long did. Mm-hmm. Like, Howie, Howie Long has been in the Hall of Fame for how long? Yeah, a long time. Put the guy in. Steve, the only reason he isn't in is because there's other players on that same defense that are in, and they mm-hmm. don't want to put too many guys in. It happens to all, all kinds of great players. Yeah, the... I always hate that argument. It's so stupid. That... It's the dumbest bull. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. It is just a really reductive argument. You should put the players in the league. It's the same thing you and I were talking about a couple of years ago with Frank Gore, where you should put guys in the Hall of Fame who made an impact, and you can't tell the history of the league, of the game, without them, and not yeah. hold them to some weird sort of... He didn't make up. this many Pro Bowls. Yeah, he, shut up. He wasn't the best player at his position every single year. Oh my god! Shut, Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I I I hate that stuff. And also too, like you know, when it gets to other positions, and this is not having to do with defense really, but when you get to other positions where it's like, well, he was a punter, bro. Fucking who cares? You made him punt yeah. the whole time. Yeah, like that's a still a, that's still a fucking position that you need filled. Yeah, get some gunners in the Hall of Fame. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let's get go. some Patrick Tasker Tasker in the Hall of Fame. Patrick Manley. Oh God, that's your fucking quest. You're gonna <laughs> die on that hill, Patrick Manley Hall of Fame. 
It's just the one long, long snapper I can think of, you know. Apparently, he is one. He is considered one of the greatest long snappers of all time. I he did played. read some Wikipedia article about how he was like a basically a scientist when it came to snapping the ball. He played for like twenty years, dude. Like you don't, you don't Again, make it Wikipedia, that long. but who knows? Yeah, you don't make it that long without being good at what you do, whether it's long snapping well, also, or quarterbacking, low or impact position, long division. So he played for fifteen. I think he's he's one of the hundred greatest bears of all time. So there oh, you yeah. go. <laughs> That's awesome. What's he listed at? Six foot five. Giant. He's a huge guy. He's got to be near the end of the list. Oh, I don't know where he's at, but probably a hundred. Yeah, literally, he probably just barely made it because he played the most. I think he played the most games in in franchise he history. Star, you know, he has started the most games in franchise history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's look at these stats of Stephen Michael real quick, which also I want to get into this because of my ninety five, which I think is fourth. I think it's fourth among defensive tackles. I think Aaron Donald just passed him recently because he's I think Aaron Donald's over a hundred as a defensive tackle, yeah. which really the guy's a defensive end. He's just fucking in the middle. Um which is not anything against him, but um I do I want to say like share just my one kind of connection with Stephen Michael outside of the Bears, which is just that I think in 2012, my one of my best friends from growing up, Austin, had a birthday party at the Chicago Slaughter game when he was the head coach. So I always thought that was really cool. That's pretty cool. The Chicago Slaughter. I never actually saw them. I've just heard about them in post. They were fun. They were like a... I was a coach. He must have just been a complete maniac. You think Michael? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was a coach? Are you kidding me? Dude, he probably... He probably like he would run through a door, you know, just to like get a prove a point. Run through a wall. He walked around with a Super Bowl ring on all the time. Oh my god. He just laid it on the he laid it on the table like it was his dick. I'm better than you. You know. <laughs> yeah. You're not so, in the NFL. I'm doing this shit because I was in the NFL and I'm bored that, now. That tackle total is pretty insane too. Eight hundred and thirty eight tackles. That's a lot that's- for a DT. Ridiculous. 838 for a defensive tackle. Wow. Just about 14 years. I mean, he, he deserves to be in it. It's absolutely. just kind of, it's a joke that he hasn't made it yet. Yeah. I mean, who was the guy on the Packers? I think it was like Jerry Kramer or something. Like he was a guard on the Packers, like Super Bowl teams who it took him like 50 fucking years to get in. Mm. But he obviously just should have been. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Jerry Kramer's still alive. That's yeah, yeah. He's like 80 something, 90 years old. 87. Yeah. 87. Yeah. Yeah. The Pro Football Hall of Fame is the worst too because they don't release they don't release the vote counts. So you never know A, who voted for them, and B, the percentage they passed or didn't pass in. Which in MLB baseball one though. Baseball one is horrific with the writers. Yeah. Well, they're all full of themselves. That's part of it. The fact that Barry Bonds isn't in it or Roger Clemens is a joke. That is completely idiotic. Yeah, it's it's a joke. But they they still, I think, and football isn't much younger, but I think baseball is much more old school and they're much more into the story of the game, which the Pro Football Hall of Fame is the same kind of situation. But I think they're just younger and tend to skew younger and football tends to just skew a lot. You know, football, like I think there's a lot more of a ability to rethink things because of how much adaptation goes into the game of football as is so 
it's just well, different. Also, I think the game just resonates with people more because it's just insanely violent. It's yeah. super athletes being violent, and we all understand violence on some level mm-hmm. as animals. It is modern day Colosseum. Yeah, Roman Colosseum. And the players buy into that. They fully believe that they're they're the modern day gladiators. I love it. And that's hey, when that's your mentality, you get some pretty exciting action. Um, you get the gridiron. <laughs> you should be the. Uh, you should do. I my whole thing, my campaign is getting to be is getting Patrick Manley into the Hall of Fame. But you should become the new NFL commercial voice you know that you that guy who does all of the like the nfl football you know like shit like yeah, that that guy i'll be the nfl <laughs> i would love to do the nfl films <laughs> just be poetic about football yeah i look i looked up the guy once because it's they have two main voices it's it's some guy who does all the commercials and all of the nfl films guy who was it I think it was Steve Sable was the NFL Films guy. I don't know if I'm getting that right, but I think that's, that's the guy who was. started it. That's not the voice. Yeah. Let me look up the NFL Films voice. They changed not, it. It used to be John Facenda, and now it's somebody else. But John Facenda passed away oh, a couple years ago. There's got to be at least more than, I mean, more than one, obviously, but there's probably more than three. Well, because Lee Schreiber does hard night, hard knocks. He does hard knocks, yeah. I'll type in a football life because it's, it's the guy who does the football life ones. I watched one that was amazing. It was Josh Charles, I think. Or maybe that's different for every one of them. Autumn Wind. Yeah, that's what it was called. Autumn Wind NFL Films. Try, if you can, try and find that on YouTube and give it a watch. It's very, very like surrealist and weird. Mm. It's a documentary? Kind of. I'll just type in Autumn Wind NFL and I'll add it to my my list. Oh, John Facend. Okay. Cool. All right, I'll check it out. But all right. So Mongo should be in the Hall of Fame. I did see this story. I didn't see the whole story, but I did see because one of my old teachers now works for WGN that Jared Payton apparently was asked by Mongo to present for him That's if he gets cool. in. Which yeah. is very, very sweet and did bring a tear to my eye. As many issues with Jared Payton that I have. <laughs> I thought that was a very you know, sweet feud with Jared Payton. Did I ever tell you how he went to my high school? No, I did not know that. He came and spoke at my high school junior year, and it was like this big deal because it's Walter Payton's son. But really his whole shtick is, I'm Walter Payton's son. I've never, ever gone through strife besides my dad dying. I have a lot of money, and my dad gave me a lot of toys as a kid. And I thought that was kind of his whole sort of story, which maybe is unfair because I sat through like one 30-minute presentation by him when I was in junior year of high school and i hated everything but yeah it tends to happen when you're 16 17 years old <laughs> it doesn't really understand much about life but <laughs> i don't know i mean yeah it's when you're when you're the son of someone that's that famous it's probably kind of really you know very difficult to create your own identity yeah and i think and then that's the only reason why anyone's interested in you that's like the only positive feedback you get back is by talking about your dad it's got to be a weird yeah. existence yeah it really is like something you can never live up to you can never live up to yeah. the greatest I mean, running back of all time unfortunately. running back in college you think he's going to be better than walter payton no michael no. jordan's kids trying to play basketball no <laughs> i looked up i looked up michael jordan's one son the other day because we were talking about how his other son he's is, is Scotty mayor. 
which is so funny. It's so fucked up. It's so fucking gross, man. <laughs> it's so oh gross, God. but I love it so much. It's so funny. Oh, it's yeah. so funny because because Scotty fucking hates Michael, and his son is gonna marry his ex wife. When did that even start? Ha- like, when did that happen? They did not seem to be on this bad of terms. I. It's gotta be. What the it's fuck? Gotta, it's gotta be it the last. The last dance, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be the last dance because it, it really wasn't. There was a video of them hanging out at a Hornets game a couple years ago, and they that was right before the last dance came out. And then the last dance came out, and all of a sudden, Scotty was like, "Yeah, Michael Jordan's actually the worst player of all time. He fucking sucks. He's terrible at basketball." Yeah. Well, I think okay. too. I think too that like that part of that documentary was the whole Scotty Pippen contract situation, and I. You got to imagine that even though you're 60 years old, seeing your teammate make billions of dollars while yeah. you're you're, you're well off. criminally underpaid underpaid player in the league for years. And Jerry Ryan never the appreciation that you deserved. Yeah, I understand it. And then fucking... your fucking wife used to go fuck his son. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine being Scottie Pippen like right now. <laughs> Down it out. Well, and then Reinsdorf, you know, too, in the documentary goes, yeah, I told Scotty he was a dumbass. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. So I think it's just a lot of... He, the, writing Jerry. Be, the writing must be on the wall for Scotty at this point, you know, and he's just like, whatever. I'll, I'm fucking dying anyways or something. I don't know. I don't know. He has the deepest voice of any person I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I'm Scotty Pippen. Oh, also, yeah. Anthony Richardson has a cartoonishly deep voice, if you've ever heard him. <laughs> and his little brother, who looks like a mini-me, it's frightening to hear him speak. His voice is so goddamn deep, and he just... It's so bizarre. I can look up his brother now. 13-year-old... Oh, wow, he's 13? Yeah. And he oh, literally looks like a mini-me and has a crazy deep voice. Oh man, I gotta go back and watch this clip. I remember this. Yeah, I Anthony funny. Richardson's like funny though. He is. He's a good. He's also a rapper. I don't know if you've heard any of it. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever hear any of Dame Lillard's raps? I have not heard Damian Lillard's raps. I have okay. heard Le'Veon Bell's rap and Antonio Ugh. Brown's rap. Mm. It's all terrible. I don't know who's who leads the clubhouse for worst athlete slash rapper combo. Not even joking, it's probably LeBron. He raps. Yeah, there's oh, a, well, no. he doesn't make music, but a couple years ago, he used to do this thing called Four Bar Friday. I, I think a bunch of NBA guys used to do it, where they would post videos of themselves rapping, and LeBron's was by far the worst. Best athlete rapper is clearly John Cena. <laughs> the time is now. <laughs> the time is now. I someone was playing that recently, unironically, just in their car. That's I heard awesome. it. I was like, well, what? I Dude. respected it a lot. I was, I was like, you know what? That's pretty cool. You're have you driving around listening to John Cena? Have you heard this planet? Excel. Have you heard that planet of the bass song? Planet of the bass. No, I have not. You got to find it because I that was a song I was unironically playing today where somebody made a Eurodance 90s parody music. I feel I fucking swear to God we were talking about this last week, but it's so funny because it's just like a bunch of broken English. And it's like that sound that you get from like 90s European movies or, you know, just video, you know, clubs or whatever that are in TV. It's so funny. It's what's really funny, too, is they made so they made a bunch of TikToks for it and then. 
they didn't have a full song. It took a couple weeks on the full song. Finally put out the full song, and then the Jonas Brothers invited them to open for them at whatever tour they had this week or last week. And everybody in the crowd looks like they're disgusted. But at the same time, they're also the ones who paid a lot of money to go see the Jonas Brothers, so it doesn't really add up. Yeah, yeah fuck you for paying <laughs> money to see the Jonas Brothers. That's the best concert you could really pony money up for. I don't know. Not really, not really great music in my opinion. But hey, no. Fuck the Jonas Brothers, and I'm gonna go move my laundry into the dryer. So All right, I'll be back. <laughs> All right, I'll keep it going until you're gone. I'll just yeah, talk. keep freestyling, bro. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I really, I really have enjoyed this Planet of the Bass song. This is my first open forum to kind of talk about whatever I want to talk about. So I'm trying to entertain those listening at home while Jake does his laundry unceremoniously. To be fair, Jake has to work tomorrow. I do not. I worked four days in a row. Jake has a normal schedule. I work mostly like Wednesday through Sunday, and then I get a couple days off in the beginning of the week, and then I work pretty consistently near the end of the week. And so Jake works pretty much a normal 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, down in Tampa. I'm in the city working my my... I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say my ass off because I don't know who's listening to this, but I'm working very hard in the city to try and make a career for myself while Jake is in Tampa already working on his career. So it's kind of a different situation for the both of us. But to get back to the planet of the base, I feel like a lot of people were giving, oh, you guys can also, this was the other thing I was going to say. You can, if you're listening, you can follow my YouTube channel, Droopy, at Droopy. Cool. Bless me. I just sneeze. All right. So it's at, oh, you're back. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. You were dying. <laughs> eh, I did pretty well, I think, actually, while you were gone. I'm not going to cut any of this out. I think it's funny. We'll see. We'll see. People can just is. skip through it. But I think we're done with that part of the conversation. Uh, Mongo should be in the Hall of Fame. That's that. We'll move on to more recent Bears specific news. Right before the podcast. We started recording the podcast. We got the news that PJ Walker has finally been cut from the Bears. We don't need to go into too much depth. I was right about my prediction, kind of. Yeah. That Ryan Poles would not give a fuck about $2 million. Mm -hmm. He got clipped. Yeah. Well, what's funny is before, when I got home. We'll be our practice (laughs) squad QB. As he (laughs) should be. He is the ultimate practice squad QB. Yeah, just give the defense a lot of interceptions to pick yes, off. Give them confidence. <laughs> the Peter Goat is a perfect practice yeah. squad scout team QB. He'll try to be way more athletic than he actually is. It's fun mm. watching him run. Yeah. Ah, God, I love the Peter. Big Ward boat. The Peter but meme is the best. It lives on, which I think is the most important thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just reading before the podcast i was reading the athletic prediction final prediction or maybe you know close to final prediction of the 53-man roster and pj walker was on there they predicted and that they thought that they ryan Poles wouldn't cut him for the two million and that Guess you know they i know more than fucking athletic then yeah Jesus. i i think it's pretty clear when you throw him out there in the last quarter quarter even, and a half did they even play him in the last preseason game i would i kind of was paying attention I know yeah. Bajan got most of the run. They pulled Fields out after he got hit on, on that screen. They're like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to let Ed Oliver spear him. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and then so, Doug Kramer, Doug Kramer, who I think is he like got hurt. Th- yeah. third string st- center. Our at offensive this point. line is in shambles. Dear yeah. God. It's not it's not pleased with that. No. Hopefully some of these guys come back from injury because not looking great. Oh, Phil Although Walker. he didn't he didn't have the protection was pretty decent, I will say. Wait, why do they um, have why do they have PJ Walker listed as Philip on the web on that's so stupid. Nobody calls him know. that. Philip. That's What's dumb. I don't want a guy named Philip as my quarterback. It unless Phil. it's Phil River Philip Rivers. That's the only Philip that's Phil. good. Phil Rivers, who has ten kids. Yeah, I do. Uh, you can't speak about Philip Rivers without mentioning his children. <laughs> that is literally the first thing that everyone has to say about Phil Rivers. Not that he's like a Hall of Fame quarterback. Guy's got ten fucking kids. No. Dude, I one wife, one woman keeps pumping him out. He that dude, dude. is living in the nineteen forties. Just wear a condom. Did you ever think about that, Phil? He's too Christian. He doesn't believe in it. You know there is some part of him that when Kyle Shanahan Shanahan called him up last year or you know maybe broached the subject with him last year about coming to play for the 49ers that he was thinking about it and he was like well a couple more you know bucks to pay for all these fucking kids <laughs> would yeah. be helpful uh phil what is he even doing he's got to get a media gig to pay for the all these rugrats running around yeah. like what is going on i think he coaches high school football now but there's no way that pays enough yeah, even dude, with the no. money that he made during that's his career, insane there's, that Phil that's Rivers a lot of college coaching high school football. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I mean that's a common thing for a lot of these. Josh McCown was coaching high school football before the yeah, players called him. Josh McCown isn't Phil Rivers. No, <laughs> Josh McCown is Josh McCown. Philip Rivers is a really phenomenal quarterback that no one gives a shit about. It seems. Dude, his son's gonna be the starting quarterback this year, apparently. Well, or Saint wow. Michael Catholic. Where I don't Nepo know where that's Nepo baby, Nepo baby, oh my God, Johnny Na- Rivers, whatever the fuck. Live in Which one? Which one of these kids? Gunner, his oldest son. Gunner, the oldest. Okay. Yeah. Which is a, that's a pretty great name. I was gonna say it's a pretty fucking sick name. <laughs> Gunner. Gunner. Fuck yeah. yeah. Even if, even if it, the football thing doesn't work out, if you're selling cars. Gunner's a good name to be selling Kias. I would buy I would buy a Kia from Gunner, I think. Yeah, you would. <laughs> so <name>. works. <laughs> um, I don't even know what we were talking about. Yeah, PJ Walker, goodbye. See you later. Yeah, he stunk. Sorry. Yeah. Whatever. Bye-bye. Um, getting into more personnel news with the Bears. This is kind of just a minor thing before we get into um the real meat, I think, of the news that we'll be talking about. It's just that and I, I don't think this is going to happen, but Jonathan Taylor and Chris Jones trades have been rumored by the Bears. Uh, what I think is happening is just polls is just testing the water to be like, be like if they're like Chris Jones for a six round pick. Yeah, you do it. But like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, no chance. Chris Jones is a uber impact player. And the only reason why Kansas City's defense works at all. Is because of Chris oh, yeah. Jones. They don't want to get rid of him. No, they're they're doing the testing the waters thing and seeing if they can not pay him as much money as he should. But there's already such a difference in their defense when he's off the field, let alone when he's off the team. Like the the numbers between him being on the field, the QBR, the the passing rating, um, the completion percentage, the the sacks, the pressures, all that stuff, all the defensive, all the important defensive uh, stats take such a dip when Chris Jones is on the field that if the Chiefs were to let him go, 
that would be a royal fuck up immediately. Yeah, no. No, it would no, be no, almost no. as bad as Khalil Mack getting traded from the Raiders and then the Raiders <laughs> asking Bears to trade the Bears to trade him back like a year later. Yeah. No. It would just be so fucked up. But either way, Jervon Dexter was drafted to be our Chris Jones. Whether he'll mm. ever ascend to anywhere near that level needs to be seen. That's who Jervon Dexter was drafted to be. And they're the Bears are gonna give him a shot to you know prove what he can be at least to let him develop and you know if we get chris jones that's just sucking way more playing time away from any of these other guys i think the bears are kind of fine with their defensive line they might add some minor pieces but i think really all of of the major pieces are are pretty done they might add like i don't know if we're really getting any more of a a splash signing i i I just don't know maybe but i I doubt it I think with the Bears line, it's young, it's relatively inexpensive, and it leaves room for people who might become free agents or yeah. become available to you in the future that would be I a would lot like, less expensive than Chris Jones. Yeah, I would like, if we're going to get anything late, you know, before the season starts, I would hope it would be offensive line because we've had oh, yeah. a number of injuries. We're decimated and, there. Uh, I don't know. Like, they, they didn't look that bad in, you know, the preseason game. They looked. The protection was pretty decent for the most part, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super comfortable with it right now, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I don't think Chris Jones' trade is happening at all for any team. No. Now, we barely touched the Jonathan Taylor trade. I don't think that's going to happen for that the Bears zero either. zero fucking shot. No chance. Yeah. No fucking chance. That is the dumbest thing in the world. Here, Jonathan here's Taylor my thing. is not coming to the Bears. Here's Fuck my that. thing, and this is... I don't think he's coming to the Bears at all, but I just think the Colts are just so fucking stupid. They don't stupid. even want to trade him. But yeah. Jim Mercy's a fucking idiot, and he's yeah. a complete loose cannon. Well, it, it doesn't even match up because they won't they won't pay him what he's worth, but then they're like, then Jim Mercy's like, yeah, we're not giving him up for anything less than a first anything rounder. Less, yeah. Like, motherfucker, shut the, shut the fuck up. Don't, go do benzos and get in a car accident like you fucking always do. You know? Nah, he's just going to fly around in this helicopter. He's <laughs> yeah. involved. <laughs> he's gonna go on the dance night or sex boat yeah on the sex the sex <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they're really when, not friends they fucking no, hate each other a no, lot no no what if they start hanging out though now that would that be kind of awesome. funny that would be really that would be funny awesome. it's just I like i think dan sander's gonna go into hiding dude it's like, kind of the opposite. nothing to do with oh yeah anymore. that would kind of be the opposite of how Trump used to be really good friends with the Clintons and then oh, yeah. <laughs> they became and enemies. Start beefing because they want the same yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. That'd be sick if they just yeah. became friends. I, I would love that. I would that love a buddy cop movie of Jim Ursay and Dan Snyder. That'd be pretty sick. <laughs> just sitting in the back of a Rolls Royce Phantom on Perks. Dude, it would be, yeah, it would be the new Harold and Kumar. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. I would pay a lot of... Dude, honestly, with the writer's strike happening, I feel like you and I could write this. Yeah. Oh, we could. What would it be called? Like, Dan and Jim? <laughs> Dan and Jim go, go on a cruise. to... What's like... Well, what's, like, today's version of a White Castle? Is it, like, Five Guys? Like, that new... I, like, White Ca- I fucking love White Castle. There are, like, basically none in Florida. Mm-hmm. So if I want one, I have to go to fucking shitty Orlando. The surface of the sun. Yeah, because <laughs> I I am a pleb and I do like White Castle. That is a controversial opinion. I'm people just, either yeah. people either love White Castle, they fucking hate it. I'm not a fan, honestly, but I yeah. haven't had it for a while either. 
So it's uh, it is the greatest thing when you're fucking hammered. It's three a.m. <laughs> nothing is better than a White Castle. Truly, is nothing. There, it's a. I think there's a White Castle outside of school, outside of Illinois State. I don't think so. I would have or... hit that shit up all the time. No, if I knew about it. God damn it. Okay, I might be misremembering some other similar type of uh, place you can go to that's really bad. Um, yeah, this is Bloomington, Indiana. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of, like, what today's version of that, like, sexy new fast food restaurant is. You know what I mean? That Harold and well, Kumar, the, I don't know. I don't know if They're, you could ever call White Castle sexy. You know what I mean, like, though. The like, one that's super trendy is Chick-fil-A. Mm. That's the one that everyone is hyper obsessed over now i think it's overrated but, you know they're, i do as well i i like it but yeah it's super overrated in my I don't, opinion i i like it too and i'll, I'll go there every like you know i go very moon. sporadically yeah. yeah it's i'm never occasionally like, i'll have a craving for it and i'm like okay i'll go get a, a yeah sandwich. but it's like i get it probably quarterly maybe like four times yeah. a year i'll get yeah. it you you know what it was with me was I was like, I had it once. I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever had. I had it like in Chicago. I was like, and then you awesome. overloaded, ate it way too much. And, yeah. Well, I no, I didn't eat it too much because there weren't a lot in the suburbs for a while. Um, but then yeah. they put one by my house, and I wouldn't got it one day. And then I was like, oh, this is just okay. And then I didn't really go again after. Like I had like yeah. this very high opinion of it. And then now that there's one right by me, I'm like, ah, whatever, fuck it. Yeah. Which it's now that I say this, one. now that we say this, I probably will now go to Chick Fil A tomorrow. Just because I yeah, do like it. Probably I'll it's probably about time for me to go to a Chick-fil-A as well. So it's feeling I'll, about it. I'll pencil it in. I gotta say, the whole thing about their drive-thru being efficient is fucking bullshit. Every drive-thru I've been to Chick-fil-A is so fucking I awful. I don't like it. I hate it. And their employees do give me the creeps. I don't like oh, it. Oh yeah. They're too my nice. pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Shut up. Stop. This is uncomfortable. I don't why, like why is it my play? Why can't you say like no problem? That's like, like what normal people say. Like I, I get I don't like saying you're welcome. I think it's very weird, but no problem. I have no problem yeah, with that. I, I like the I like the, I've got no problem with someone saying no problem. Very casual. <laughs> I'm a cool guy. I'm not bothered by this. I'm just here doing my mm. job, working in the chip. No. Yeah. No problem, Buster. It just comes Pull off on as up. like it just comes off as like you've been like hypnotized. I had a friend. It does. Who... It feels culty. It's got a culty vibe, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> I had a friend who. She and that's went how to people. The... I mean, the people that love Chick Fil A, it feels a little culty as well. Mm-hmm. Like they're it, that is that's the end all be all. In... Which I get. I'm very like I'm like that with Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, very much like really, that. I'm not really like that for any place, really. Yeah, I and I think that's fair because they're all corporations that just ruin our lives. Yeah, I like Chinese no. food, but I'm very particular about where I go. I mean, as you yeah, to... well, and with Chinese food too, you're probably going to a mom and pop shop and not like Panda Express. Yeah. No, I mean Which Panda's I... fine as as far like as Panda. like fast food chains. I'd say Panda's probably better than most, but it's still mm. a fast food chain, you know. Yeah, it's still not great. Yeah, but Chick Fil A is weird. I had a I was gonna say I had a friend who used to work there in college, and. She got so hypnotized to the point that in normal conversation or just, you know, passing by or she would say something nice or whatever, you go, thank you. And she'd go, my pleasure. And then she'd be like, oh, my God, I'm not even on the clock. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. Uh, Shut up. It just becomes reflexive. Yeah. It's it's like like the thing to. Whenever I see the bears fuck something up. (laughs) Screaming what? So Conti. (laughs) Conti. (laughs) It's ingrained, bro. 
that will never leave us. Will never leave. Uh, Even though it's Eddie Jackson usually fucking it up now, it, I'll still scream. Uh, yeah, man. Okay. Um, cool. I think that's enough for that section. I want to get into the real meat and potatoes of the week, which is, of course, that Travis Gibson has requested a trade. No, I'm just kidding. I don't really care. Um, yeah, I didn't. He's even whatever. Believe- when that when I heard that, like, bro, you're just gonna get released. It no came one's up gonna trade the game. You. Like, it bro, you're up... going to no fuck that. No, you're gonna get cut and someone will probably claim you. Mm-hmm. Like you're it not gonna out... get traded. No one's gonna do that. No it literally GM came out during the game. Traded. Yeah. No. So you funny. you 2021, you had a seven sack season, but you also had Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack on the line with you. And then yeah. last year you had three sacks. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, I don't think he no. did it in a bad way. I think he just wants to get to a different scheme. Maybe. And like he sees the writings on the wall with all the other rushers that were brought in, but like, bro, you're an end of the roster guy. You're no one's gonna trade for you. You're gonna get cut. <laughs> I did you're gonna it. get cut and someone's gonna claim you. Like you're way whatever the fucking terminology is. When I went to the Bears practice almost a month ago, I saw somebody wearing a Travis Gibson jersey. That's I almost, I such almost, a bad purchase. <laughs> laugh out loud when you see that shit. They had to have gone to the same school or something. There's no way you yeah. buy a Travis Gibson. My dad had a Kyle family, Orton jersey. I don't know. Like it's crazy. My dad had a Kyle Orton jersey because he went to Purdue. But that's, <laughs> he, that's still so crazy. At least that's a quarterback. I mean, it's fair enough. Fine, you went to Purdue, but like. That's playing not... for your favorite team. Yeah. But Travis Gibson, whatever. See you, see you later. Or if you want to be on the team, that's fine. But really what I, what, what I want to talk about, and it's not even really like Bears-centric, it's more just NFL-centric, is just that this week Trey Lance was finally traded to the Cowboys for a fourth-rounder, which yeah. when you look at the list of what he was traded for, it's pretty fucking nuts. That, yeah. I have never seen anything like that before, ever. We, <laughs> like... What the fuck? They traded the farm for him, got him injured twice, and then said, ah, fuck it. We like Brock Purdy. We like Mr. Irrelevant. We like that guy who, he is the ultimate checkdown merchant. Not that I'm a (laughs) Trey Lance fan, but are you kidding? And Brock Purdy's ultimately probably what the 49ers need. I don't think they're going to really win a Super Bowl. I think they're doomed to to repeat the same story over and over and over again. They're living Sisyphus's tale. <laughs> Push the rock all the way up to the NFC Championship game and the wheels come right the fuck off. It's pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, God, what were they doing? Trey Lance? I, I still... man, NDSU, like, what, 13 games or something like that? 318 snaps? You trade everything for him? Get him injured twice, never really give him a shot, and then tuck your tail and get a fourth round pick. Oh my god! Uh, the when you see the picks, they traded a bunch of first round picks to move up to grab him in the twenty twenty one draft. When you see what was traded for him, where what those picks ended up being, it's fucking insane. Yeah, they could have had Micah Parsons, bro. Yeah. Can you- that defense with Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Oh Dude. my God. So those those picks ended up being uh the pick that ended up be, becoming Tyreek Hill. One pick became Jalen Waddle and another pick became Chubb. And I think another pick became some other guy that I have never really heard of, but yeah. maybe is just a young player ready to Evan Neal, he's a tackle, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, no, Evan, Evan Neal was who we traded our pick for. Oh, uh, yeah. But I think it was Hastings something on the on the the Dolphins. Let me look him up real quick. But I again, like, I mean, let alone the pick becoming uh fucking Tyreek Hill. Um, Joe, Hastings. you know, and you get Waddle and Chubb out of it. Yeah. Oh my God. I man, the Niners. I will they ever live that down? And it's amazing because. Any other GM or coach that did that shit would be fucking fired. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, who are being like petty and arguing with each other, it's such a weird dynamic now. Mm-hmm. But those guys are going to survive. After that debacle? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Maybe it wasn't Hastings. I Let me look at the, pic- at the picture that I I sent you the other day. But yeah, so and those picks easily could have become, like you said, Micah Parsons or Devonta Smith as well. So it's just a total fuck mind up by them. bending. What were they thinking? Because oh, we need a quarterback that's going to take us over the top. You don't take Justin Fields, okay? Why? Getting Tyndall. I don't why know did anything. still why one? They probably didn't even need to take a quarterback because that's not their style. No, nope. Kyle Shanahan can't develop quarterbacks. We all know this. But why, if you were going to take one of these guys, why the fuck did you take Trey Lance? Mm. They should have taken Mac Jones. We all know they should have taken Mac Jones because he fits their fucking system. Mm-hmm. Well, he fits well, what they want to do. They, Kyle and, Shanahan does not want anyone that will ever take the attention away from him. No, his Kyle system Shanahan, is king. He wants the system to be the team. He wants it to be about him. He doesn't want to win with an elite quarterback. So then why the fuck did you try and draft the guy that you were going to develop into when you had no real interest in developing him ever? Nothing I, about it makes sense at all. I, it is the most baffling decision I've ever fucking seen in my life. It just, it, yeah, you, that is such a QB friendly system that it's. Oh my god, Christian Watson. I I truly believe the only thing, the only reason he drafted Trey Lance is because it was like an arrogant ego pick for Shanahan. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm gonna take this guy and I'm gonna develop him and he's gonna be the fucking best because I'm me. And then just gave up on him immediately when he got Brock Purdy because it was way easier, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm sure Brock more closely. Brock probably didn't like give up a put up really a fight for anything, so you could really mold him. No, I think Brock is also a little more confident, just yeah. innately than Trey Lance. Yeah, for sure. He's played way more football than Trey Lance. That's for damn sure. Yeah, he he was. I mean, you know, at Real least the uh, one as well. Yeah, not fake division he, one. He wasn't great, but he did play a lot of football. Lance also played like five. Yeah, like you said, like he played like five games or something ridiculous for the Niners. He literally, I think, he started four games. Yeah, for the Niners which is like... he started, and he maybe appeared in like eight. Well, and that's about how many games he played in in college too. It's fucking less games. He played like 13 games in college. Yeah, it's I mean, it's still, you know, it's still not a lot. It's Trubisky 2.0, but like with even Dude, less it's so much success. worse. Trubisky went yeah. to the playoffs twice. He started yeah. a bunch of games. He started like 50 games. Mm-hmm. He has a winning yeah, record, ultimately. Like It's a lot worse. He's the MVP, goddammit. This is the worst <laughs> pick we've ever seen. Even Ryan Leaf played. Like, he was a horrible bust, but he played. 
Mm-hmm. This is like Josh Rosen tier, except Josh Rosen was just the pick that the Cardinals had. Uh, they didn't trade up for him, did they? Or Josh if they Rosen. did, they didn't trade fucking 58 first round picks for him. No, I, I don't think they traded. Josh up Rosen for him. is a hilarious bust. He's one of my favorites because he faded out so fast, but he played more games than Trey Lance. Because I, I believe something came out that Trey Lance is like, he played the fewest games for like the most amount traded for him in NFL history. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm sure the value is just insane or the, the value difference. Like when you come to that. Yeah. It's preposterous. Like looking at Barry. Yeah, he he. I really he like Barry McCockner. Yeah, Barry uh, Barry McCockner is really funny, but he had this really good tweet where he talked about the first round picks under Shanahan and Lynch, where a lot of them have been kind of just at terrible at best. At like Reuben Foster bust Solomon Thomas, who was uh, <laughs> picked after Trubisky, was a bust. McGlinchey yeah, was, was solid. Terrible. But McGlinchey's no, also he's that, uh, yeah. I, I have a vendetta against Mike McGlinchey. I know. I think he's dog shit, mm-hmm. but that's my opinion. Nick Bosa was a hit. Ayuk was solid. Kinlaw bust. Trey Lance bust. So it's pretty amazing that they have like they've hit on all of their other later round picks, but it's still pretty amazing that they're this much of a Super Bowl contender and they've just it's missed on a lot of shit. Round picks, man. Yeah. They do sell well in the later rounds and with like undrafted guys. I was well, I watching think some too. of the preseason game. Like they have this guy Jordan Mason, who's a, a running back, and that's either like undrafted or a super late round pick. Dude's a fucking stud. Mm-hmm. They've just got a stable of great running backs and great skill position players. Their offensive line is kind of in shambles, though. So that. they have to get that figured out. But I mean, they just have so much talent. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really it's. Pretty sickening. <laughs> They've I, had that many fuck ups in the first round. They're still getting. Bro, they're Sisyphus. They, yeah. That's what that's what they they are doomed to push the rock up to the top. Yeah, and that's the sucks. NFC Championship game, and then just roll right the fuck back down. I do weirdly like the 49ers, even with the Bears' history, but I do too. Like I have this weird love hate relationship with the 49ers. Yeah. So I. It's just that's a pretty crazy trade. It was just for a fourth rounder to the Cowboys, who already have Dak Prescott, so it's not like he's really gonna be playing. No, but at least Dak this year, passing out and throwing picks left and right, short circuiting <laughs> as he's McCarthy. been known to do. Yeah. Dude, could this be? Could this be coming in. <laughs> could the rise of McCarthyism be back? But oh, be it's so just fucking funny if Mike McCarthy develops Trey Lance after developing Aaron Rodgers and. Being Trey Lance considered a pretty bad coach too. Yeah, everyone hates him. Everyone thinks he's shit. But that no one gives him credit for actually developing Aaron Rodgers, which he did. Don't let Aaron Rodgers hear that. I know he fucking hates Mike McCarthy so much. That that was so delicious that because that was 2018. That was McCarthy's last year there, and all the stuff that came out about their relationship and how. Rogers just doesn't give a fuck about what McCarthy calls. Yeah, but he fucking hated fucking Matt LaFleur as well. Yeah. I mean, it's audible as well. Like, he never gave a fuck about what anyone's called. But that's the thing with the Jets is Aaron Rodgers is the offensive coordinator. That's why they like Nathaniel Hackett because Aaron Rodgers is the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. Hackett doesn't matter. It's all Rodgers. Which stands there. He looked good. He looked good against the Giants the other day, but. 
He's there. You know, he's rejuvenated and his fucking hands not destroyed right that's, now. So. That's the piece. We'll talk about this more in next week, but and that that's just really the piece that people need to really realize is that he did not give a fuck in Green Bay last year, and he gives a fuck yeah. now. He really gives a fuck now. So we'll see what happens. I mean, the AFC's a complete nightmare, and his offensive line is kind of sketchy, but who knows? He's still Rodgers. It'd be a fun arc, and Rodgers is Rodgers. Yeah. Motherfucker. That touchdown to Wilson was really good, but talking about the O-line, he was literally the, I don't know who it was on the Giants, but the D-line was on top of him within like a second. Yeah. On that play. I don't, yeah, I really don't like their offensive line. I'm I'm weirdly rooting for him in New York because I think it'd be really funny if he was good. Yeah, but... I kind of am too. Well, because I also don't want the the Packers to get a good pick. No, me either. So they kind of need to win in that case. All right. Well, that's enough Trey Lance talk. Let's get into the second part of our episode, which is Bears bold predictions. So, Jake, I have about five to share. How many do you have? If you have any. I'm just going right off the dome. We'll figure that's it out. That's fine. Okay. That's that's really fun. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. All right. My number one bold prediction for the Bears season is that Fields will throw for 3,500 yards passing. 3,500? Mm-hmm. In my mind, I have him at about 34, so I'm pretty close. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> And like I'm not, I'm not making that up. I was actually thinking about this earlier. I did my prediction was about 3,400 passing yards, 800 or so rushing yards, maybe you know 25 passing touchdowns, and probably about 10 rushing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I see him right now. I think he's around there too. I think he's going to throw for more yards than I think. I you and I are obviously very high on him being Bears fans and just people who watched pretty much every snap of his the last two years. But I feel like the general NFL consensus is that he's going to throw for maybe 2,500 yards, which I think is disrespectful and just coming from idiots who don't watch anything. So I think think you and I, even though we both agree on the prediction, or at least are somewhere close in the vicinity of each other, I think you and I are outliers from the NFL crowd. He averaged more passing yards in his rookie year with shitty Matt Nagy. He didn't have to run quite as much. Yeah. Like, he's not – he'll be able to throw – if he doesn't get hurt and he's able to play the requisite number of games, he'll be able to throw for 3,000 yards. Mm. I don't think he's doing 4,000 this year. I would love it. It would be amazing. Yeah. But I don't think that's that's what we're doing right now. This is a run-heavy team. We're going to run the ball a lot. So, I think the the DJ Moore connection obviously is going to be vital in yeah, just DJ's having an actual be very receiver. Helpful. But the yak the yak part of it is not something that I was really you know thinking about when we traded for him, and I think that's going to be gigantic. Yeah, we're really trying to work on the short game. I know they're trying to get, really emphasize the use of screens and just quick hitters, slants, trying to get the ball in the playmakers' hands faster. And our playmakers are much improved. I think. Ch- Here's another bold prediction, I guess. I think Chase Claypool will be our number two receiver over mm-hmm. Mooney. Yeah. Provided so, he stays healthy. You know. You who, who you texted me. You texted me that. Um, can you get into a little bit of the detail of why you think that? Well, Mooney's coming back off an injury. So I think he'll start pretty slow. I from what I've seen in camp, he's been kind of like a little more hit or miss recently. 
And Mooney, like as much as I love Mooney, he's had some some issues with drops in the past, and like in, in big moments, he's kind of, he's kind of come up flat. So I my opinion of him is not as as high as most fans, Bears fans probably view him. I still love them, of course. Mm-hmm. But Chase, you know, Chase has a lot to prove. A lot of people have talked a lot of shit about him. He he's big and fast, and he seems to have a pretty good connection with Field. So that's my reasoning. It's I just to get on the field. I think I might agree with you just because Chase Claypool is bigger. And I think coming back from really? an injury, yeah. you're you're probably just gonna go to the guy who has a bigger target and yeah. is I I don't remember what injuries they both dealt with last year, but I think Claypool's healthier at this point too. I do too. And I think I think they're gonna let Chase Claypool work in the slot. I really think they're gonna let him match up on small nickel corners and just body him up. That's gonna be sick. That's gonna be like be Larry. Pretty fucking badass. It'd be. That's gonna. Cool. That's that's what Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald, did the last couple of years of his career, and that worked out really well for him. Which he's not Larry Fitzgerald, but you, no, he did prove that not. bigger guys could play in the slot like that and be pretty valuable. Which I don't yeah. feel like is a crazy idea, but it was just something that no, nobody ever really tried before Fitzgerald. So, yeah. all right, my. Next bold prediction is that the Bears will go four and two in the division. Four and two. That's kind of what I wanted to see them at as well. I because I really hope they I hope they just sweep the Packers. I don't know if it's gonna happen, of course. I hope but I'm, too. I'm praying to God we sweep the Packers and we split with both the Vikings and, and Lions. That's yeah. what I want to happen. Yeah. I don't know well, if it will. I I Man, we should not lose at fucking home in week one. If if oh they god. lose at home, watch so bad. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. in New Fuck Zealand, me. it's over. If you won't hear from me, trust me, you won't you're never hear coming from home. Me. I'll be gone. You're for never a while. coming home. Yeah, I'm not coming home. If we lose the Packers, I'm not coming. It's gonna be bad. I'm so upset. Yeah, I, I, we should, we should beat them at, oh. at home. I think we should sweep the Vikings this year, and then I think we I should. Have so much anxiety about this uh, yeah, fucking team. I know they just I find know. a way to twist the knife at every fucking opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I, we should be competent this year, so I'm hoping that means that we just beat up on our shitty division because I think the Vikings are going to be bad this year, and the Lions are not unbeatable. People are just fucking freaking out over nothing. No, yeah. The Lions, have, the Lions have talent. You have to respect the Lions, but let's stop acting like they're they're anything more than a Lions team with talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're still the Lions, yeah. They're get, they're going to be more talented. Maybe they make the playoffs, but we all know what happens if they make the playoffs. Yeah, they're gonna they don't get bounced. Win. They're gonna get bounced. They still haven't won the division. Yeah, they've never years. won the NFC North ever. Zero so, fucking times. Even even those good lines teams, you know, with Stafford. They never did it with Matt they, Stafford. They always came second place to another with team. Megatron and Matt Stafford couldn't win the fucking division. And Jim Calwall. Yeah. Underrated Don't coach. For sure. He, coach. Way better than fucking Patricia. So, yeah. needless to say. Fucking Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. So You know what? Now that we're speaking of the Lions, just real quick, I kind of, I got to say, 
after watching Rodgers the other day and also just watching the Lions for a few years, I fucking hate the new Jets and Lions jerseys so goddamn much. They're ugly as shit. They're I so like bad. Them. The Jets ones are disgusting. I, I hate them. them. Aaron Rodgers looks like he, he's wearing pajamas. <laughs> it's ugh, it's not a good look. And his helmet is always so massive. It yeah. just, he looks so weird out there. The the original Jets jerseys are not the original ones, but the ones they had before were so classic. They were cool. I really liked them. The Sanchez years, they were still yeah. rocking them during then. Mm-hmm. Namath, like, how do you get rid of that iconic fucking jersey? Yeah, it, Joe it's Namath almost... was wearing that shit. And you're, oh no, we'll just use these ugly all green monstrosities. It's like if the Bears got rid of their stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. A lot. Another controversial opinion. A lot of people want the bear head on the helmet i fucking hate that a lot i don't want that really <laughs> yeah i'll well, put the bear head on the helmet fuck you no i kind of like it i don't like that shit at all the only way you can get a, get a, away with the bear head is if you put the bear head in the sea and it mm. would have to be an alternate occasionally but just the bear yeah. head fuck no. that i don't like I don't, that at all i don't want it to be the main jersey but i would welcome an alternate helmet with that yeah i just want the white sea if you want an alternate helmet, just use the cool white seat. That'd be cool too, actually. Yeah. Go back to the '60s Gil Sayers one. Like that's mm. sick. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. But all right, do you have another bold prediction for me? Hmm. I, I'll <laughs> just say our defense won't be as bad as people think it'll be. I guess. <laughs> I think they'll be mid. Yeah, so I think they'll be okay too. They'll be mid. You know. I agree. I don't think they're, they're going to be bad either. That that kind of goes with another one of my predictions where I think Edwards is going to lead the team in tackles. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think... I, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that. I don't think Edmonds... He's more of a coverage linebacker and just being the will, the will lends itself in this kind of scheme to being the leading tackler. So that seems reasonable. Yeah, that's... That's what I'm thinking. I think Edwards is going to be relied upon more at stopping the run or, you know, stopping yeah. the just tackling whoever, you know, has the ball in that place. And Edmonds is going to be doing more of the the Briggs type of role. And I think Edwards will be doing more of the Erlacher type of role to kind of put into layman's terms, I, I guess. Think he got those swift, I think he got those flipped around. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Well, you Ed, know, Erlacher... Edmonds is the big tall one. And Edwards is the, the will. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know. I got confused. It's, it's been a long day. My dad keeps fucking them up too. I was watching the game and he just we're, everyone's going to fuck these names up cuz they're so similar <laughs> and they're playing similar positions. People are going to fuck their names up so bad. Well, they both have like they both start with T in their first names too. Yeah. Right? So Well, I know people want to do Ed Ed and Eddie with Eddie Jackson as well. Oh no. That, just, okay. that would be pretty funny. That's kind of like fun. that. I would Ed, welcome Ed, that. Eddie. Maybe yeah. we should do that. They should do that for like the Thursday night football game this year where they like do like a throwback Thursday. Yeah, I'd like like a, a T-shirt of that with all their heads on it. Yeah, that would be sick. I love stuff. like I was going to get a couple years ago. I was going to get this uh, ponytail gang uh, T-shirt where, where it was Michael Kopech, Liam Hendricks and Craig Kimbrell, who all have longer hair and were in the bullpen uh, for the White Sox. And then uh, Craig Kimbrell sucked. And so does Kopech. Um, and then Liam Hendricks got cancer, so I never got it. Oh, <laughs> so oh. he's fine now, but you know, 
<laughs> All right, man. Do uh, you have another one off the off your dome? Another bold prediction off the dome. Maybe let's get special teams involved. All right. I think Cairo Santos is going to make 90% of his field goals this year. 90% percentage. Woo, he's going to have a good year, Cairo. <laughs> That's so funny because one of my bold product predictions, I'm not gonna, it's not like one of my main ones, but when I was writing down, when I was just formulating this list, was that he would get cut. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, fuck yeah. that. They brought in Schmidt, but that guy got cut a while ago. I think. Yeah. Well, my uncle, sometimes his opinions seep into my own. His, his meatball <laughs> opinions seep into your brain. Oh. He, <laughs> he was telling me that he, we were watching him, you know, and him and... You know, that Smizzit. Cairo fella, I think he's going to get cut. He's going to get cut. <laughs> Smizzit's got a bigger leg than he does yeah, out there. He's got more potential, younger guy. <laughs> so, bigger leg, younger guy. Hey, man, you know, I... <laughs> I don't know. Santos is pretty consistent. I, so, uh, that's what I was trying to argue with him. I was like, I don't know. He doesn't really miss a lot of field goals. Inside 55, Cairo's money. Yeah. like He doesn't have the leg for more than that, realistically. Yeah, but... But my opinion don't. is, hey, if you can't get him inside 55, you don't deserve to win. Do you remember... Get Cairo inside 55, and he's probably going to make it. Do you remember when his kick that was like 67 yards or some ridiculous it, shit? Yes, by 15 yards. It's horrible. Yeah, but, but like it was on track at least. It was, and it Steve, was dead straight, but 15 short. Steve Levy thought that they that he hit it. So yeah, well, because from that angle, it looked it. like it hit the upright or something. Yeah, but. well, because the upright covers, you know, that angle that covers up the actual trajectory of the ball. <laughs> but we, I was like, damn, this guy like just needed a little bit more moving it, height on it. You know, Cairo. Cairo is extremely accurate, but he's not a big guy. He's not like Justin Tucker, who's he's a pretty big dude. He doesn't have that monster leg that can just boom balls mm-hmm. like 80 yards. No, and you don't need that. If As long as you consistently hit that and your extra points, I don't really care. Inside 55 yeah. and extra points, whatever. Yeah. But my next prediction is that Cole Komet will be second in tight end touchdowns this year. And not... Really? Yeah, I think he's going to be behind Kelsey because Kelsey is such a fucking monster. But I really liked what I saw at the end of the season where Cole Komet didn't have a touchdown for two years, and then all of a sudden he had two in two or three straight games. Yeah, I mean, Cole has really, really improved. Over, like he, His development has been impressive to see. Like Even in preseason this year, he, he's been doing some shit. I really like I'm really high on him. I really like him. And I, I we talked about this in the first episode, but his contract is gonna be so nice. Yeah. I kinda wanted to like say that Bobby Tunyon would actually, you know, catch more passes and for more yards than Komet, but I I'm kinda doubting that now, just seeing how well he's improved as a you know, a receiver. But he's so valuable as a blocker. I feel that like Tunyon's just gonna take away a number of receptions from him. Yeah, it it might be a Gronk <laughs> Hernandez. They might be close. They might both have like seven hundred yards, six hundred yards, or something like that. Some ridiculous, you know, five touchdowns at least. Because I think Fields is going to use his tight ends a uh, quite a bit. And I I think that makes sense because tight ends are so valuable in the passing game and in, in modern football that it would be dumb to not do that. Like a big target, they're you know, they both can. They've got good hands. They're, They're in the reliable. middle of the field. They're in the yeah. middle of the field, so they have a lot of space to throw to. Yeah. 
And Komet's a pretty fast guy, too, like, for his size. Yeah, I mean, sometimes he does kind of have, like, cement shoes on occasion. But for the most part, he's he's pretty good. And he, he just barrels through people because he's so big and strong that... Like, you think a DB is going to bring him down? No fucking chance. He's going to run no. right the fuck over him. It's, yeah. He's going to get gang tackled by like six dudes. You need Ray Lewis circa 2000. Oh, God. To tackle him. Jesus. Just oh. giving out concussions left and right. <laughs> Ray fucking Lewis. All right. What's your what's your next one? Oh, my next fucking bold. How many have I have I churned through already? Where Three. We're almost Three? at the end. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. So we did special teams. We did uh, fields. We did defense. Hmm. Okay. I'll just say Yannick Ngakwe will have nine sacks. Yeah. That, I, I feel like that's pretty good. I feel like that's a pretty fair prediction. Yeah. He had a lot of sacks last the last few years, really. I mean, he's averaged over eight every year. I don't think he's going to go too much over that. So I'll just, it's a kind of a lazy pick, but fuck it. We'll just say it. Nine. I like it. I like that. My next one is the Bears will intercept the Packers three times this year. And I wrote oh, the Packers because I, would I think I would like love lo- Jordan Love will obviously be starting, but I mean, he could get hurt. I think the, the whole fun of the idea is that we will intercept them three times no matter who's playing. That would be. Sean Clifford comes in to save the day. After <laughs> Jordan Love. I, a, dude, I don't know what the fuck to think of Jordan Love. Yeah. I am just Unfortunately he looks good in the preseason. I mean, yes and no. Yeah. It cause like he looks good in the preseason, but also just I don't know. Like it just looks a little iffy as well. He looks yeah. like panicked at times. It's his throws sometimes he like just lobs things up there. And yeah. like, I feel like in regular season that like get picked off. But I also yeah. don't want to be like, oh no, he sucks. And he's really or good. I've actually seen what he actually looks like. Because we know nothing about him, truly. That's the thing. This is really his first year, so I know growing pains. League longer than Fields. But he's older than Fields, he's been in the league longer than Fields, and it's his first fucking year. That is just a mind fuck for me. Yeah. And he's the reason why, I mean, when Rodgers was drafted, Favre didn't win MVP. He was still okay, but they were clearly doing their everything to get away from him. No, but I mean, Favre's last year, he went to the fucking NFC championship game. True. True. He let him down in the end, as Favre did many times. (laughs) But they went to the NFC championship game. It's not like he was cooked. Have you ever heard the Vikings radio guy? His, oh, his yes. call for the NFC Championship the game in 09. Oh, my God. It's just inject that into my veins. Yeah, that's better than heroin, dude. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Mainline that shit. No way. No way. Oh, my God. For, we had the Super Bowl on the line. So good. Can All right. Say like, this is in Detroit. Yeah, this is the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> so good. All right, last prediction for you. That was my last prediction. Hmm. Or did I? Yeah, I said that. Okay. Intercept the Packers three times. DJ Moore will have 1,400 receiving yards. Holy shit. I think Fields is going to target him a lot. Yeah. 
I think he's going to just say, fuck it. I'm throwing it to DJ. Fuck the rest of you losers. I don't care. And yeah. going to make up a, a, a large share of targets. It definitely feels like the first year that we got. B Marsh. I, it, it, I kind of feel like yeah. it's going to be a B Marsh thing where Jay Cutler and B Marsh, or he's just, I don't give a fuck about any of these other guys. I'm throwing it to DJ. I'm just throwing it to my dude. I'm just throwing it to DJ. I don't care. I hope he spreads the ball a little bit more. I think but... like DJ is going to get a lot of fucking targets. When things break down, it's going to go to DJ more often than yeah. not. Well, and part of it too, like I was saying before, I think the yards, the yards will come from the targeting, but also it's going to come from the yak aspect. He's a yak too. machine. So, I mean, I think DJ will get a lot of, you know, bubble screens and shit like that. Slants. Yeah. And he'll just be a yak god and do his thing. I would... I'm telling you, I mean, I think all Bears fans would welcome a 1,400-yard season from a receiver this year. Oh, it would be amazing. Mooney no. was Mooney had just over 1,000 in, like, 2021. Yeah, but that was mostly that was because... last 1,000-yard receiver. Yeah. Well, which, we had A-Rob. That was... The, the asterisk people put on it was that was the first 17-game season. Yeah, He wouldn't true. have gotten there. But he still had 900-some yards. Yeah. Which I always think about in 2010 to 11, Johnny Knox, I think, had 930 or something going to the last mm-hmm. game. And I was just, I was 10 years old and I was just begging for Jay Cutler to target him so we could have 1,000 yard receiver that year. Yeah. Because we had no, but we had a bunch of fucking nobodies that he threw to and, John, and Johnny Knox and Hester, of course, but yeah. Hester wasn't really that. Amazing of a receiver. No, so we had we've had many dark days as a receiver. It's like every couple of years we get like a really cool guy, you know, like we get yeah. Marsh or you know Mooney or Jeffrey or like in the early two thousands like Marty Booker, you know. Yeah. But dude, I think know. DJ's on a different level from like aside from B Marsh, really. Who's oh yeah, still up there. But well, I think he's different from B Marsh too. He is different. I think he's probably a better receiver. Just yeah, as an actual player, but you know, B Marsh is just so physically gifted. He's physically gifted, and I think he was more of a possession receiver, maybe. He where was. you just kind of toss it over. Too. I mean, he, yeah, he, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't Megatron fast, but he was fast. No, but da- uh, DJ Moore's, I, I mean, a gifted, you know, receiver as well, but he's much more yak inclined, like we've been saying. Yeah. Which I want. Well, when he gets the ball in his hands, he, it's like he's a running back. Dude, and he's I kind forgot. of built like a running back as well. Honestly, he's like Debo, but with way better hands. Debo mm-hmm. actually does not, he's not a great receiver, but he's a great yak. He's a great runner. runner. Great runner. You know, DJ is actually a great receiver. He he runs great routes. He catches the ball very well. I think he'll he's going to really break out this year in a way that's well, he hasn't and, before. And DJ Moore, too. And this is something often discussed with him. Who did you know? He had thousand yards receiving three years in a row, and then the only years that he didn't have thousand yards was his rookie year. Which you're a rookie, even putting up 788 yards is pretty impressive. Uh, uh, yeah. impressive. And then last year he had 888 with fucking no one with throwing dog to shit him. Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Yeah, so he he's put up numbers with nobody Walker, who got caught like. <laughs> Cam Newton's corpse was throwing to him. I know. Ugh. Which I love Cam, but it's still I love Cam too, but my God, he was so cooked. He was so cooked when he came back. Yeah. So, 
if you want to hear my so one one other i so i i one thing before i say this last prediction of mine that's just more of a joke i looked up johnny knox's stats one thing so he came he was at 960 in 2010 so he's 40 yards away from a thousand and then one other thing i forgot that he was a pro bowler his first year johnny knox was a pro bowler really yeah as a returner oh shit special teams yeah, because Hester wasn't really returning anything because no. they wouldn't kick him the fucking ball. So, yeah. so I think I think Johnny Knox also did kickoffs, and I think Hester did more of the he was more uh, of punt, punt returns. Also. Yeah, so I I think I think uh, that impact he was. I mean, I'm gonna look it up again, but he had a lot of uh, return yards as a kickoff returner. That sounds about right. Johnny Knox was a great returner. Which is what's funny too is. The Bears traded a bunch of picks for Jay Cutler, but the Broncos traded over a pick that became the Johnny Knox pick that year. I think he, I think he was a fifth rounder. Yeah. So pretty. I don't even know who the Broncos picked with any of their picks. Probably nobody. Probably t- I, was Tebow Dude, one of them? That was maybe, but that, that was the fucking McDaniel's goddamn Broncos. Like he destroyed that team so fast. And Jay Cutler threw for like forty five hundred yards the year prior. Yeah. Just fucking hated him. Let's see. I maybe what? Oh no, it was Anthony. Da- okay, so Denver traded our pick to San Francisco for Anthony Davis, who is a nobody, I think. Or no, was that the guy that got bullied by? That was the guy who got bullied, right? Bullied? Yeah, by uh, the. Oh my god, what's his name? Uh, Richie Incognito. Oh, Richie bullied everybody. Richie Incognito is like one of the most notorious assholes in NFL Maybe history. It wasn't him. Let me look up who it was. It was somebody from the 49ers, I think. Yeah, you know, he's Incognito sucks. Yeah. He just, oh, Jonathan Martin. Him. Yeah, it was Jonathan Martin. So, which that's pretty funny. I don't know. We're shredding it's, into deep waters here. I know. I, I almost, I almost brought up, I almost brought up the blind side real quick just because that's been oh, the news. Man. Oh no, Sandra Bullock, turn in yeah. your Oscar. Yeah. Jesus, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Of course that movie was fake. Yeah, that movie was fake. Did you ever stuff. watch that fucking movie? Dude, Anyone? It, I like, my mom my mom used to love it. And like I, I used to love it too. I won't I won't lie, but like watching a couple years ago, there, there's there's this whole scene where like this woman's like like, oh, you know, do you realize that these white people are just helping you? And like, she's seen as like the bad guy, you know, like, oh, yeah. she's helping you. Be The white people are just helping you because they want like your money or what you could do for them. Or, you know, he doesn't have money, but yeah. like what you could bring into them. And she's seen as like the bad person of the movie. I don't it's know. bad. It's a bad That's movie. Fucking, the crack house scene uh, like that. I did not. It's like the most racist movie. It's like crazy. ever. Outside, like in some, it's it's the most racist movie, like nominated by the Oscars that has nominated like like way more in your face racist movies, you know. But the fact that The Blind Side is like just like secretly racist is what makes it more racist. You know what I mean? There's a couple bad ones. I don't know if we should even really say them, but um, if you go through like the best picture list, you'll see a couple really bad. I mean, Driving Miss Daisy is not fucking great. No, Mary Poppins is. Truly, yeah, hateful. that one either. Truly so. hateful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's enough for for this episode. I do want to say, like, 
the the one prediction that I had that I wrote as a joke. Um, okay. It's just that Virginia will never die. <laughs> oh, she'll, she will live forever. <laughs> they just had her out in the heat the other day at the oh, Bears really? practice. Jesus. Yeah. The, the game, She's the like practice I was at. Yeah. So I think she just turned 100 la- this year. Um, Did she like, actually turn 100? I thought yeah, she was still she, 99. No, I'm I think sure. I, she's been 99 for like five years. Um, yeah, I know. It feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, no, she finally turned 100, I think, in January. I want to say. Yep, January 5th. So, wow. She is 100 fucking years old. Yeah. Wow. So she, uh, they never, I don't see them doing a, you know, a, a Life or a People magazine cover like they were going to do for Betty White, though. No. <laughs> Can we give this woman some respect? Dude. She's a hundred years old and yeah. running the goddamn Chicago Bears. Yeah. Well, as much as you running, can. Yeah. Running. But Jesus. She's gotta be the oldest owner. Oh, dude. There's nobody even close. I think I think Jerry like, Jones is there. 80. Jerry's eighty something. Yeah. A hundred years old. Like that's insane. And still lucid. I, I do hope that she like just lives forever. I think that'd be really cool. I do too. But just, you know, make the team good too while you're at it. Yeah, you do that. Please, Virginia. What's your what's your fucking loser son? Oh, George. George. Yeah, George sucks. I hate I I hate hearing how he's like a fan and like that's supposed to be, make me like him. Like, dude, you have billions of dollars. Yeah. I don't care. I know, but he is a, like a pretty nice guy. He's just Yeah, I at I've heard he's just that. Generally pretty bad at his job. It's I one know. of those things where you're like Fuck George Bukowski, man. And then you run it and be like, hi, George. Oh, you're the nicest guy ever. He gives you a pin. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's, he's awesome. I met George Bukowski. autographed my football. He's the guy but, in yeah. your office who doesn't know how to send a fax, but he's just so nice that you're like, oh, whatever. And he oh, pays man. your bills, yeah, too. Yeah. He also pays your bills. I love I love that your dog and him have the same name. <laughs> My dog is not named after George McCaskey. No, it's Costanza, right? Like, sure, yes, it is named after Costanza. Yeah. His veterinary file is called the Penske file. Mm. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. George is a great <laughs> name. It's a good name. Can't go wrong with George, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. You've, you've oh, all left. They've all <laughs> left. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> let's end it with like the, the rip of my prediction paper. Let's do it. Rip it. Oh yeah. I already ripped. Let's do it again. That, no, all right. That makes no noise. Wow. Oh really? I hope it picked up on the fucking mic. Whatever. All right. See you, fuckers. Bye.